Welcome to today's episode number 16 of We Were Just Thinking. I'm Shaylin. And I'm Milena. We're here to rant, be better, tell you what we're into, think, show gratitude, and send you off with a thought to ponder. Thanks for listening wherever you found us, and we're glad to have you. Please remember to share us with friends so we can keep growing. We had a nice boom of listeners um, through what we think was due to like Instagram and now Facebook, and it was awesome. Um, that was on the last two episodes, so we're really excited to also be on Facebook now, so come be our friend. Our name is We Were Just Thinking. So, off to the rant. Yes, so, hmm, mine is unhealthy attitudes about sick time and time off. Uh, use your fucking time, excuse me. Marked explicit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> My rants are like fully uh what's the word they're bloated today they're bloated they're ready to go uh they're cooked (laughs) um when you're sick stay home yes use your sick day that's what they're for um when you want to do something that prevents you from being at work uh use your paid time off yep (laughs) don't explain to anyone what you're doing or why and if you do explain to them, they should be like, that's great. And have no opinion about it whatsoever because it's yours. Don't come to work sick. And don't brag about coming to work sick. Because I'll think very vividly about punching you in the face. Um, I'm sorry I'm so angry about it, but like, <laughs> it's so unhealthy. Like, what is wrong with people? Okay, so there's that, but then also pointless rigidity in general like I can't overstate how frustrated I feel with this particular thing like you're proud to be harming yourself why you're proud to make yourself less productive by overworking I mean I feel like we've talked about that so many times but it doesn't get any less annoying and I keep encountering it everywhere I go and I'm so it makes no sense. Like, turn your brain on and use it and apply it to this. That's a cultural thing in our work life that I really, really, like, get annoyed about. I, especially with us being, like, one of several but ultimately few that have, like, these days built in, you know? <laughs> like, I, in our field... I am very rigid about a lot of things, but in our field, I feel like there's this guilt that you carry around missing because it's harder to have a sub than it is to just push through. Because even when you're barfing or you have diarrhea or whatever type of illness you might have, you're still responsible for sub plans and you still have to find your own sub and all this stuff, you know? And I know that that's what makes a lot of people come in, but it's also a Petri dish. And we have all these kids with all these families, all of these people who are teaching and working who have their own children who go to schools that have families that you know like there's so many germs around and our petri just just keeps growing spores and people come to work and you're right it's like a badge of honor like i have the flu but i'm here and i'm like no go home then you're gonna get everyone sick and you're not a good at your job when you're like that like and you're a grouch and you have germs somebody like like, that we always have germs but still like i get the teamwork part of it but like how about this Somebody with a friggin' sinus infection in my PLC meeting is more of a hassle to me mm-hmm. than a substitute who I have to, like, explain a couple of things to. You know, just go away. Like, 
I'm sorry, but you're really not that important that we can't do without you one day. Right. That's another thing. I feel like it's this inflated sense of ego. I think that's why it annoys me so much. Like, oh, we can't live without you here today. Like, yeah, you can. And the whole thing about, like, sub plans and finding your own sub, you know, not every place is that way. Right. And it's those kind of attitudes that invite that immaturity. Like, that's immature to think, like, you can't just have a sub day and, like, let them do whatever. Substitutes, if they were paid well, would bring things to do. And it would be a refreshing change for your students to have somebody different, to have kind of an odd day. I think that's a healthy thing to have once in a while. And, you know, if I was a substitute making decent pay, I would enjoy coming up with some fun stuff to do. Or, like, there's all these cute things you can do that's, like, you know, find the teacher or whatever. Like, they need that change of pace sometimes as, like, novelty, in my opinion. And we just over it's an ego trip to think like your workplace can't do without you one day I think yeah and I don't know that everybody's coming from that point but I definitely see that could be part of the case but it's almost implied that it's the natural consequence that you have to do all this extra work because you're missing work but I feel like this is obviously mostly attuned to our field um, because most people, when they miss work, no one's like filling in for them, you know? Um, but I have found that keeping multiple days worth of sub plans, like already printed for the whole class, everything, keeping our daily schedule and our routine and my sub binder, like when I have to miss, I don't have to worry about it because it's done, you know? So I'm not, which is very responsible of you. But also, but it I feel helps like, me because I don't have to stress about getting stuff, you know, to the sub or sending it to school. there's a policy that like could be set up to where you wouldn't even have to do that, in my opinion. Right? Yeah, totally. I think it's unnecessary. But until that exists, I feel like I have to look out for I myself. I think you have the best case scenario in dealing so with, much easier with so. a stupid policy. I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. I feel like it's so much easier to just be prepared and then let them do it. And literally I say, please take up all of these things. And then I put it in recycling <laughs> because it's not, I mean, it's meaningful, but I don't hold them accountable for learning when I'm not there. I know they're misbehaving and doing a bunch of other stuff they shouldn't be doing, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, stay at home when you're sick because there's no metal for pushing through a day and spreading germs and being a grouch. And it, it shouldn't be celebrated. It shouldn't, be put on a pedestal. She's been sick for a month and she's not missed one single day of school. Well, that's terrible. You know, and other companies, I noticed like even John's company has this <laughs> actual rule that if you're sick, stay home. <laughs> if you have a fever, stay home. Yeah. If you're contagious, stay home. And guess how much Work money that company produces. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was, that's another thing I get so annoyed with. It's like you're proud of like overworking but you're indirectly harming our productivity and you're bragging about it. Like, I want to slap you in the face. Because then once your illness spreads to, like, four kids, then you've got four kids missing and school. And I feel like <laughs> I'm, like, taking care of a sick adult. Right. When, like, I'd rather just not have a person there. Like, go away. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that makes me so mad. I agree. And you're bragging about it on top of it. Right. And I'm having to, like, see if you're all right and, like, bring you a cough drop and, like, <laughs> check in on your personality because kids respond to yeah. a grouchy adult. You set the tone. Like, just get out of my hair. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Ugh. Um. Yeah. 
That one was fully That baked. was a full rant. We I were, yeah. That it was, was bloated real. today. I was very mad. Which kind of leads us into the do it better because I totally use a diffuser in my classroom for essential oils to like keep us well and keep us calm and keep us all, mm -hmm. all the things. So this next topic works good for that. Yeah. So the nice do it better. Segue. Yeah. Mine is cleaning with essential oils. So much better for you. Um, I get like viscerally obviously sick from cleaning supplies like traditional ones. Um, it took me a long time to realize that's what was happening. And I use thieves now. Mm. Uh, it's like you can just use Castile soap and thieves and water and a spray bottle. Yep. And I swear to you, like cleaning is now like a therapeutic experience. <laughs> like I'm, it feels good. I feel like I got detoxed a little bit by just smelling it while I'm cleaning. And that like ritual of like seeing things physically get cleaned. Um, Thieves is a well-being one too. So. Oh. That's smart. Yeah, I love it. Like, just give it a try. If you haven't done that before, like anybody that's listening, like just give it a try. So, you know, I really uh, have been working hard to make things that I have to do already, like rituals or positive things. And uh, that's been a really like beneficial one for me. I get these glass bottles from Grove Collaborative and they have cleaning concentrates you can order, but I like Thieves and Water and Castile soap. That's my favorite combo. And um, I have like a nice rag and I, it's, it's like, it's turned in something super basic into like this really pleasant yeah. thing for me, so. I like to use, um, lemon or orange um and i always mix like a drop or two of tea tree and then i just use water or vodka um to like clean mm -hmm. the calendars and stuff too and i kind of choose the scent based on the time of year but those citrus ones and tea tree oil and things like that are are cleansing in general um so yeah i like those a lot i use those in the classroom um, yeah. And I like the way they smell after they don't leave like a toxic lingering smell. They yeah. just smell fresh and fade, <laughs> which is nice. Um, and then my do it better is, uh, using a shampoo bar instead of, you know, like a bottle of shampoo. A lot of people think that shampoo bars go away too fast. And I have experienced a few, um, like I love lush bars, but I have experienced that sometimes they only last for like 15 washes. But I have found that if you keep them up out of the water and, you know, like use a soap stand that they, I had one that I got in, when was I in Seattle? Uh, like the beginning of August and I still have it now. So yeah. it's working really There's well. a Lush one that you gave me one time as a gift mm -hmm. and I would like put it up on that little ledge in the shower right. so it really never got wet. It lasted forever. That was one of the best shampoos I've ever had. I need to order that again. Um, I think I got you trichomania. It was that one. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, um, awesome. so, but yeah, I, I don't even always use Lush cause they're expensive, but, um, and then I know a lot of people are like, yeah, well I'll get a shampoo bar, but then it's wrapped in plastic. So, um, my, that's why I reference Lush is because they do plastic free shipping and they don't come, you know, wrapped in plastic, but also you can find them at farmer's markets, like your local farmer's markets. Just be careful if you dye your hair because there's some like pigments you, you know, don't want. Um, but whoever made them should be able to tell you about that. Um, and then also like the package free shop now has lush type bars and they send in um, like a brown container. It's not plastic and it's recyclable. Um, so Save those are some ocean. options too. Yeah. With the shampoo. And I noticed like last time I was at Target and they have a couple of natural lines now. And I, uh, saw this huge bar of soap or it seemed huge to me, 
but it was probably like four inches by three inches. Like it was just a huge bar of soap. And I thought, what in the world? Like who uses this bar of soap? And you know, and it smelled great and that, you know, it was naturally scented and stuff like that. And so I was like, I'll give this a try. Cause it was a, a castor, you know, soap bar. Um, I mean, Castile soap bar. And I got home and I thought, you know, this is why people waste so much soap. Like I've never even realized that it was a thing I did and I don't know where I got it from, but whenever I get a bar of soap, I cut it up into small slices and I keep the rest in a container with a lid to keep them fresh, I guess, I don't know, you know, so the scent won't leave. But then I, I only use one little sliver in the shower and usually the one little sliver will last me a week or two. And then once, you know, it's finally dissolved, I'll get another piece out. And I was thinking about this and I've had these slivers that I cut. They're probably, you know, just less than a half inch thick. I mean, they're not big at all. Um, that I still have over half of the bar and it's like six months later. So. Because it's not getting rinsed down the right. drain every time. And yeah. people, I know people are like, five dollars for a bar of soap. But I mean, if it's going to last over a year, then I would say the ROI on that is really good. Yeah. And I do that with the shampoo bars too. So slicing up those shampoo bars, because sometimes shampoo bars are, are like soap bars. They're not round or whatever. Um, and I cut those up. Plus, you know, when you're using a shampoo bar, you want to have something that fits nicely in your hand so you can cup it on your hair and like lather it up, you know? So, yeah. Just kind of interesting. I have, um, I bought one of those little mesh things that go around the bar oh, yeah. for my hand soap and someone made that and just like handed me the bar literally and so that has lasted forever through that thing and mm -hmm. somebody came over and like complained about it I don't remember who it was like they didn't understand how to use it and it was just like what it <laughs> instead of just like asking to figure it out though they were like like I need it and I just thought what is, how does it look like you use it? It's soap in a sack. <laughs> but just instead of asking, though, it was like a complaint, you know? Right. And it's like, really, we're that spoiled that we want, like, a pump soap? I don't. Or you're not hospitable? <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Right. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. good crazy people. Well, and I mean, people are definitely used to what they're used to, you know? Some people won't ever come around to bar shampoos or some people... And, and I will say there is a transition. Unless you get a good bar shampoo, you will notice, like, there's a transition phase for bar shampoo compared to, like, your toxic clean your hair so much that it makes it fall out <laughs> bottle shampoos. But if you've been using a non-toxic shampoo and you switch to a shampoo bar that's non-toxic, I wouldn't think that the change would be that drastic. But if you've been using sulfates and plythates and things like that, then yeah. Because your hair is crazy clean <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> like bleached. Almost. Yeah, it's it's really, really stripped. So Yeah, I was going to say that about cleaning with essential oils too. It has that same kind of, like if you're used to this unnecessary bleached side of life where <laughs> right. like you don't smell like a human and like, uh, I can't think of an... I don't know if we should go there, but, like, when people want their girl parts, like, not to smell like girl parts, like, that whole thing, like... Oh, my God, it's so funny that you said that, because the other day I was in Whole Foods, and I found these white... I was looking for wipes, and I found some called Honey Pot, <laughs> and they're private part wipes. Oh, yes. And I think those are... That's a great idea. Sweet for you. <laughs> but they were 10 bucks, first of all. Good grief. And... I just feel like if you're showering fairly regularly, then you probably don't 
need those. If you're eating crap, maybe. Yeah, if you're eating crap. Or, I mean, even if you have, like, bacterial vaginosis and things like that, like, you should see a physician, you know? And you need to, like, check your yeast rate. And, you know, like, there's a medical imbalance for that sometimes. Or a diet imbalance, not always. Like, I don't recommend taking antibiotics and crap like that for stuff like that. But if it's an ongoing persistent issue, then, yeah, it obviously needs to be evaluated. It's not like you just go get this wipe that has lavender oil in it to cover it up, you know. But these wipes are, they're made, they say, for the intimate parts, body, and face. And, um... I can kind of see, like, if you're so, a little bit hippie and you, like, don't want to shower for a week and... Oh, yeah, and I use them for my armpits, like, on days that I don't shower. I'll use it for my armpits and then use it for my privates. But it's not, like, a shower substitute, you know? It's like a... Sh- and I guess my point is, is if this. you still use one of those and you still have some sort of odor, then there's probably a deeper issue going on, you yes. know? Like, so yes, you can shower, but if you have those types of symptoms, even after you shower or use a cleansing cloth like that, then something's probably going on down <laughs> and, there. Like, well, I was kind of referring to like, like the unnatural cleaners that like overdo it to where yeah. like, you don't smell like a human being. Like, like Summer's like... Eve. Well, I don't want my vagina to smell like hibiscus and poppy blossoms like, no. or whatever they it's have. It's supposed to smell like a vagina. Yeah, like, I mean, it is like a healthy a one. Yeah. A healthy one to me, like... Should be fairly neutral. Well, it's not an unpleasant odor. I mean, like, yeah. not to get, like, overly graphic here, but... I know, we I really like got off course here. <laughs> I think it's important for women to realize, though, like, your hair is supposed to have a certain imperfection. I don't think men have this problem, really. I feel like women, it's like... Our culture has kind of made you feel like you're a dirty hippie if you are, like, a human. Oh, like if you, know, you have pubic hair or anything like that? Yeah, or yeah. if your vagina smells like a vagina, or if your hair looks like hair, like, <laughs> instead of, like, a mannequin wig. You know what well, I mean? yes, and I think a lot of it has to do, like, men, obviously, I mean, they must be attracted to the smell somehow, or we would have never, you know, come together. That's but what I was going to say. It's, it's like... It's pheromones. Pheromones, right. yeah. But the other thing to consider is we don't have... How did we get here? But anyway... <laughs> I I feel like, okay, (laughs) natural shampoo, all of men's sex organs are on the outside. Well, you know, the ones that they're using are on the outside, right? That we interact with. And ours are all internal and it's an opening. So obviously it needs different care than an external. I mean, you can clean your penis like you can clean your arm, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) like it's much easier than maintaining all of that. Mm -hmm. Plus they don't have all that that sits in underwear and wear skirts and, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. But it's just, again, there's nothing wrong with, like, sprucing up or primping up or whatever. Yes. That's not the point. I'm just saying that if something is lingering after you've used a, a primp wipe or, you know, you've taken a shower, like, that, not that's not when you need to cleaner. just yeah. use a douche or a summer's eve. Like, that's the opposite of what you need to be doing. Yeah, like, I, I guess a part of me is saying, like, those should not exist. Yeah. There's no reason for that product. Because there's part of the consumer market that's like, oh, this is going to treat my whatever. And even on the side of the container, the lady that created these says, I had vaginosis for eight months and I used these and, or, you know, this recipe took it away. And I don't doubt that at all because it is essential oil based and, you know, a lot of things. But it's just kind of that thing that, yeah, but if it persists, then that's obviously not working for you. So go get it checked out, you know. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And slice your soap. <laughs> that was the last thing I said. So. Oh my gosh. Slice so your funny. soap and clean with essential oils. With the, 
the point of that doing it better. But I think we just gave like an unofficial like sex lesson. So I guess we should also use the preface that we are not certified medical doctors. Please seek medical. We're not any kind of medical anything. <laughs> no. I'm, I consider myself to be pretty knowledgeable, but yeah. So just remember that this is the opinion of, we were just thinking, not a medical opinion. So seek your medical provider for official medical advice. <laughs> Although, if we taught you something, please let us know on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> this is the one we need to start getting voice messages from. I know. <laughs> There's going to be husbands like, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> There's going to be wives like, yeah, I've been telling him that for 10 years or whatever. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Anyway. So, well, <laughs> one of the things I'm into right now is this beautiful fall weather. It has finally oh. arrived in the mountains. It is, like... It's fall. I know. The leaves it's are turning. so beautiful. It's just pretty, pretty, pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's been raining a little and foggy, which I love. It makes me want to read a book in a cozy chair and look out at the rain. <sighs> Take a nap. That's my life right now. I love reading books and like falling in and out of a nap throughout uh, an afternoon. <laughs> you can hear the rain fall. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's perfection right now. Yeah. And it actually has gotten to the point where you've needed heat a couple times. It's been pretty chilly. I have to because of my fish. Right. But he cannot not have heat. He's so happy. Yeah. I got him a new heater and filter. Yeah. He's made a big old bubble nest. <laughs> that means he's happy. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I wanted to add to that, because I love all things pumpkin and all things fall and all things autumn and all things November and October and blah, blah, blah. Well, except like Halloween. That's not really my jam. But um I like to do all of those things, like reading my book in my cozy chair and looking out at the rain and taking naps and watching Hallmark movies, of course, um, because the Christmas ones will start soon. Because <laughs> I really do need, like, 12 weeks of Christmas. <laughs> um, but I found this pumpkin spice whip topping at Whole Foods, Ooh. and um, I know, I could not believe it. So, obviously, you could go and get a pumpkin spice latte, but to me, that just tastes like toxic garbage. I don't know why. It's so super sweet. It doesn't, it's not real pumpkin for sure. I if anybody I from Starbucks that, but... is listening, please let me know if it's real pumpkin. I might reconsider, but I don't think it is. And so anyway, I found this pumpkin spice whip topping. And so I just make my coffee at home like normal. Um, and then I put that whip topping on top, just like I would like cocoa in the winter. Oh, so good. That and it actually delicious. has like a pumpkin-y flavor. Uh -huh. It's like pumpkin, nutmeg. But it's not like a sweet, fake pumpkin thing. It's legit. That's so awesome. if you're around like Earth Fair or... Whole Foods or wherever you get your organic stuff, look for it because it is delicious. Sometimes I even squirt some directly in my mouth <laughs> and I'm like, ah, fall. <laughs> so if I'm honest, that's the truth. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to go get some. I know. It's so, it's so worth it. It's really good. And it's not that sweet, like, ugh, over the flavor. Top yeah. It's just like legit. I bet your co-op has it. Okay. I'll go check. Probably today, actually glorious Saturday. I don't know why, but in the fall too, the weekend feels so much longer. I know. Why is that? I just love it. And, and doesn't um, time change next week? Next weekend? Does it? Yeah. The third, I think. Did you? Wow. We're going to gain an hour. <sighs> glorious fall. Mm -hmm. All right. So we were just thinking about communicating in toxic environments effectively. Can you say that again? Yes. 
I've been thinking about <laughs> communicating in toxic environments well. Right. How That's do we why do that? I wanted you to do it. It's not just communicating, it's doing it well. Yes. That's the challenge. So it seems to me that a lot of places uh, that I have to be <laughs> are, that a lot of us have to be, are emotionally toxic. <laughs> so much so that the majority of people accept it. Like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And I've been wondering, like, how do we stand up to this bully culture and generally just, like, the wrong in the world around us? Which battles are worth it? Um, I've been a little overwhelmed lately by what just seems so deep-seated to me as, like, an emotional sickness. Uh, it's like, there's so many things in our culture that I just think are so wrong and I've just been thinking a lot about like what's really the the right thing to do in response because you know you see a lot of screaming <laughs> you know and I, you, that's clearly not effective like what what is effective I've just been wondering like I don't have an answer to this I'm just thinking what do we do you know I have found, and we've talked about this before, I've found, like, making yourself not readily available is good um, Mm -hmm. because then people value your presence more and don't tend to spend their time doing those types of things. I notice that these types of things seem to happen in larger groups, not in, like, small meetings, one-on-one or one-on-two or two-on-one or whatever. Um, And I really think a lot of it has to do with uh, entitlement and thinking that what you have to say is more important than what other people have to say. And those are usually the bullies, like the ones who want to kind of shut you down or not take into account what you're saying. And I think this, even this year, I, it's, I kind of have told you a few times, like I'm practicing this new thing called silence <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm sure my face says exactly what I'm thinking and I'll have to work on that at a different time. But I have found like just sitting there and watching everyone else do that kind of thing and only interject to redirect the conversation back to the agenda or something like that has been really helpful because I want to hear what they have to say, but I'm finding that when I don't say anything, I don't get engrossed in it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I'm not contributing to whatever it is that I'm not enjoying, I find that like my emotional response and my physical response are very different. I feel much more calm. I feel, I mean, sure it's annoying, but like I don't get worked up like I do when I'm trying to be heard. Engage in it. Yes. Because if I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll just seek to understand right now and I'll seek to be understood later, you know, or something like that. I've just found that kind of still being present, you know, I'm not like checking out, looking at the ceiling or anything, but Um, Being present but not being active has allowed me to really just kind of internalize what that really looks like from the outside. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of reminded me that I don't want to be part of that Mm -hmm. because I know what it looks like. What about when you feel like someone is being bullied in front of you? Like how do you, you just let them... Well, I definitely like crucial conversations. I mean, I, that's just something I subscribe to wholeheartedly. But, and there have been a couple of times even this year where I've, you know, had to say, not that someone was necessarily getting bullied, but maybe their opinions weren't being heard like other people's. 
And I, I would interject and say, you know, I hear you saying blah, 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 but I think it's important that everyone gets a chance to talk, you know, and then I would say so-and-so is trying to say, and then I would just kind of like gesture my hand toward them. And I felt that's like a polite and also like professional way of calling you out, but all, you know, like also redirecting. And I mean, that's been successful a little bit. Like, like I've only that. done that like twice, but you know, there are always going to be those people who aren't willing to stand up to the bully and not that I want to get engaged in like a battle with the bully or become a bully. Um, because I think sometimes my directness could definitely be perceived as I'm the bully in the room too. <laughs> I mean, I don't try to be, but I'm sure it could be. Um, sometimes or my redirection to the agenda you know like I don't value what we're talking about I'm just worried about moving on to the next thing like that's not true but that's why we have an agenda so I think just there's a saying, big difference in hey, being perceived that way and actually being Mrs. whoever or Mr. whoever was yeah, trying to I say like this you know because there's definitely been times where I thought it was severe enough where I'm not comfortable like not interjecting on that person's behalf yeah because I, I, I don't really find that to be a problem for myself either because I you know I have a strong enough personality that, like, yeah. I don't mind going to 12 rounds if I need to. Right. But, uh... In a 45-minute meeting, we don't have time for only one person to stand there and say what they think. Exactly. Know? I agree with that. And I, I mean, I, I just silence. Like, again, I don't mean if you have something to say, sit there and don't say it. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But if you really don't feel <laughs> called to communicate about something, then don't. You know, like yeah. if you're not passionate about what you're saying, then other people probably aren't going to be either, which doesn't mean that we only say what we're passionate about, but it's kind of true. And you even see like these little <laughs> motivating speeches or like quotes or whatever that says, you know, don't tell people your plans, show them your results kind of thing. Yeah. And that same mentality goes with that. You know, don't say all the things that you're going to do, just do it. And then come back and share the result with everyone. And hopefully those results will really resonate with everyone and kind of draw the group back together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and keep it, you know, if you have one of those groups where people just don't communicate effectively, then, you know, keep it fact-based, data-based. You know, like whatever it is your profession is when you come to have these meetings, you know, if you have any <laughs> role of responsibility or authority, then, you know, you could take it upon yourself to make sure it stays focused on the facts, you know, we're not getting too off course about wild dreams and things like that, you know, Yeah. or frustrations. I feel like the frustrations are the parts that that usually happens with is the decompression time. Like right when you get together and everybody's just kind of venting, that venting session could take the whole meeting if you allowed it to, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. If you ain't got nothing to say, be quiet. I'm just kidding. You know, I have no problem with that. You got to measure, you know, you, you have to figure it out when it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, without, you know, pissing people off too. But Sorry. obviously if you're the boss and you're leading the meeting, you have control. So maybe think about those things. And if you're not, then you can always choose to be quiet. And then when you're called upon, share something meaningful, <laughs> you know, that's okay. So, mm -hmm. Well, we hope you learned something today. <laughs> I liked this episode. It was up my alley to be so we really, heavy today. I know. We really got heavy, but then we really went wild, too. So you're welcome for the sex ed. And I don't guess that's sex ed. What is that? The puberty talk you get in fourth grade or something? <laughs> yeah. The self-care and um, all the tips and tricks. So um, until, until next time, be authentically, authentically you without, without apology. apology.